you're listening to Mysteries Beyond. What mysteries lie beyond the reach of our senses? And who are you in this vast multiverse? Hello and welcome to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender. Because we're still in the month of February, and February has a lot of passion, if you will, that led me to think of the element of fire. And in that mindset, that led me to think of creatures associated with fire. And so I decided we should talk about the jinn. Some of you might be more familiar with the Western term genie. But they are far from what the cartoon version you're probably imagining portray them to be. And the majority of us who grew up in the West and watched the movie Aladdin most likely grew up with the idea that genies are beings who can be at our disposal to grant us wishes. And I'd hate to burst your bubble and or be the bearer of bad news. But when it comes to the jinn, that is not the case. The term jinn, which is a plural Arabic word, genie for singular, translates to mean to hide or conceal, which is logical because these creatures are known to be invisible, only to be seen by whom they choose. As for their origin, many scholars remain unsure. They do believe, however, that the jinn were once Middle Eastern gods worshipped by many until the monotheistic religion of Islam took over. Since then, they have been viewed as lesser spirits, malevolent, lower vibrational beings who can cause chaos and much harm. These fire entities are known to dwell on a different plane of existence and can sometimes cross over into our own and reside here. Although they are easily misperceived as evil, not all of them are necessarily evil and are good. They are simply neutral spirits of the Arabic folklore and in fact are sometimes called upon by us humans for help and or protection. And according to the Quran, their purpose of creation was the same as humans, to worship Allah. Like humans, they too have free will and know the difference between good and evil, which in turn also makes them subject to Allah's judgment and will be sent to either heaven or hell, according to the life they choose to live. The creation of the jinn, according to the Quran, goes like this. Angels were created of pure light on a Wednesday. The jinn were created from scorching wind and smokeless fire on a Thursday. And about a thousand years later, humans were created from clay on a Friday. And so if you're wondering why these beings were associated to the element of fire, well, there you go. They were created from smokeless fire. 
And because, aside from the angels, jinn were the first creatures created and have been here long before pre-Islamic Arabia, and most importantly, long before human civilization began, the jinn are deemed to be closer to heaven than earth. And in fact, the word jinn, which means to conceal or hide, comes from the term jana, which translates to garden and or paradise. But because they were created from fire, and because they were created before humans, it made them feel superior to humans. And this is where the similarities between both religions of Christianity and Islam start merging together. Okay, so because the jinn were misbehaving and not doing what Allah intended, he removed the evil jinn from the earth and proceeded to create the Garden of Eden. So the jinn weren't on earth anymore. They were in a different realm. However, the angel saw one jinn in particular, who happened to be an orphan and took pity on him and decided to bring him up to heaven. This jinn's name is Iblis, also more commonly known as Shaitan, or Satan. And according to the Quran, Satan was actually never an angel, but rather a jinn. And so most of you guys already know the story that took place in the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve were created. Allah then, of course, designated that Adam would reign over all the things on earth and commanded that all of the angels and Iblis bowed before Adam. All of them did so, except Iblis, which of course was due to his pride and arrogance. And of course, this resulted in his removal of heaven and was cast out, never being able to return again under any circumstances. But before he was casted out, Iblis asked of Allah if he could live until the day of judgment. And Allah granted this. And because of this is how the jinn became immortal. And many Muslims believe that during his fall is when evil completely took over his entire being. Because afterwards, Iblis began to argue with God and direct harsh and threatening words to him and threatened to take every path he could against them on the right on their left, in front, and behind them. He will attack from every direction. And now it is said that every jinn living with immortality until the day of judgment, whether he be good or evil, they are all descendants of Iblis. And although the jinn live in a identical parallel realm to the human world, we do share many similarities with them. We already establish that they are subject to Allah's judgment, that they have free will, and that they also know the difference between good and evil. But did you know that they are also thought to have societies like human beings? Yep, they have social classes like us. They have kings, courts, armies, rulers, 
And because they have free will, they can also choose their own religion. So there are Muslim jinns, there are Jewish jinn, and there are Christian jinns, etc. They have communities, and they even get married and have families. That's right, they even have the power to procreate, and they do so in the same manner as humans. In fact, some believe that humans and jinn have intermingled and have gotten married and have had children. Of course, these children were half-human people and were also known as seers. They have the ability to communicate with jinn relatives and the divine. These offsprings are known to have special abilities because the jinn are known to have powers that humans do not possess. They are known to shapeshift, which means they can alter their physical form. Of course, they're also invisible to the human eye. They can fly, teleport, read minds, and have the power of telekinesis, the ability to move physical things with your mind. Also, because they have the ability to read your mind, if you're afraid, they are known to take great pleasure into turning into your worst nightmare. So if you're afraid of owls and or snakes or clown serial killers or Bigfoot, that's what they're going to turn into. But the jinn are also known to, in general, just take the shape of wild donkeys, snakes, and humans. But if you happen to see a jinn in the form of a human, you'll know it's a jinn because the human's feet will be backwards. In the Quran, the jinn are divided into three groups. Flying jinn, jinn that can shapeshift, and jinn that roam the earth like humans. And because they are believed to be descendants of Iblis, the jinn are known to inhabit places on earth of impurity. Places such as cemeteries, abandoned buildings, and or old ruins. And they're also known to haunt those places and guard whatever treasure is there, if any. And the biggest place here on earth that they are known to be connected to are deserts. Now, I live in the desert and I have yet to see a jinn. Although I do love going on night hikes and I once saw a rattlesnake that crossed my path. So maybe that might have been a jinn. Or not, I'll never know. Now, according to one of the books that I've read called The Necromancer by Connor Kendall, he states that there are several races and tribes of jinn. For example, we have the Marid, and these jinn are known for their booming and strong voices. Originally, they were known as sea entities, and funny enough, they've been associated with water for a really long time. Next, you have your Ifrit, and these are especially powerful jinn. Not only are they powerful, but they are incredibly intellectual. They by far surpass the Merid. They are known to inhabit caves and the underground, and they do have a demonic nature. However, not all of them are considered evil. It's just that the majority are. There's also a group called Shaitan, or Shaitin, and you guessed it. They follow and serve the chief devil known as Shaitan, and they are known to appear to people with large wings and the two traditional devil horns. And lastly, 
There exist the Gul'jin. These are the ones that are known to shapeshift, eat human flesh, and hang around cemeteries. These jinn are the ones that are actually called on a lot by magicians and necromancers in the Middle East. And funny enough, there are both male and female jinn, but this group consists of mostly females. They are said to be incapable of any good. What's fascinating is that in the Middle East, many Muslims believe that the jinn are responsible for pretty much anything paranormal, anything unexplainable, any spirits or apparitions witnessed, including mental illness, and or anything demonic. They're kind of like a catch-all for these types of things. Oh, and speaking of demonic, there's another special ability that the jinn have that I almost forgot to mention. They also have the ability of possession. Alright, so because Iblis, also known as Satan, set out a mission to corrupt the earth and the humans as much as possible, one of the ways he and his descendants, also known as evil jinn, do this is through body possession. But it's not only humans who are possessed but also animals, trees, and other objects. Because through possession, he is hopeful that it'll turn humans into worshipping other gods and or objects, which is one of the worst offenses that a person can commit. And for example, if he possesses a person, one of the ways that he can manipulate them is through visions. Because when a person has seen a vision, it's extremely hard to deny what one has seen, because as some say, seeing is believing, right? And in these visions, many evil jinn will often take the form of a person's parents, which will in turn be more convincing, and leading them on to believe that the souls of the dead are still present among the people on earth. It's just another tactic that leads people away from the worship of Allah. Here is where you might be able to see how mental illness comes to play. And of course, Muslims believe that if a person becomes possessed by an evil jinn, then the name of Allah has to be used in expelling them. But as mentioned before, not all jinn are evil jinn. Some are also good jinn and might decide to attach itself to a human to protect them. Some families believe that they have jinns attached to them that have been in their families for generations protecting them. From what I have learned, I would say that a great majority of the jinn are not so much evil as they are tricksters. So if you call on them for help, you have to be extremely specific. They are known to take great joy and pleasure in twisting your words to give you something you didn't ask for. Similar to that movie Bedazzled with Brendan Fraser and Elizabeth Hurley, where she plays the role of the devil and has to grant Elliot seven wishes. And when he asks to be rich and powerful, he ends up being a Colombian drug lord. Well, he got what he asked for, but because he wasn't specific, it wasn't quite what he had in mind. But I want to hear your thoughts. 
So if any of you have ever had any experiences with Jin, let me know. And of course, if you have anything else to add, or if there's something that you simply feel like sharing, questions, comments, or feedback, well, you know where to reach me at. My email is lauralavender.mb at gmail.com. Or you can also reach me at Instagram at lauralavender.mb, and you can friend me there. Or TikTok, it's the same handle, lauralavender.mb. Also, don't forget to check out the website at www.mysteriesbeyond.com. I did add some new stuff on there, so please feel free to explore. (laughs) And lastly, before I forget, I do want to give a quick shout out to Santana Inkish for reaching out to me on Instagram and listening. Thank you so much for the support. You're awesome. As is anyone else who's listening and supporting the podcast this way, you guys are all awesome as well. Thank you so much for listening to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender, and I'll see you guys next episode.